came in, if you came in with heaviness, if you came in with sadness or anything in between, he's, he's so good. He can turn it around. I just want to speak the blessing of God on everyone in Jesus' name. Um, this is my wife, for those of you that may not know. <laughs> That's more than I get, so good for you. That's <laughs> so good. Uh, she is a woman that is a deep well of wisdom and kindness. Proverbs 31 says, She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. And that is my wife. This is Becky. And so I just want to pray for her as she takes it from here. And uh, yeah, would you just agree with me? Father, give us ears to hear, eyes to see, hearts to receive everything you're speaking you're showing and you're giving in this message. We thank you for your anointing on your vessel, on your messenger, Becky. And we just bless the word of God to come out of her mouth. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for the warm welcome. Uh, it's great to see you all. I... Um, the last time I shared a message or sermon on a Sunday service was back in our church in Dexter, the old building. I was 13 years old. <laughs> and uh, the delightful message was uh, captured on this thing. I don't know if the teenagers even know what this is. It's called a cassette tape. Oh, you do know. You do know. That's good. So, uh, no, actually, I, I just talked a lot about scripture. I, I read a lot of scripture, filled up a lot of time. That was always, that's always good to use scripture in your sermon. Um, but what I'm, I giggle about it now, I listened to this a couple of weeks ago and the mon awkward monotone fashion that I delivered the message. I'm doing way better today already because I'm smiling. Uh, I don't know if I smiled, but anyway, so thank you for having me and, and opening your, your hearts to what I have to say. I, um, I am not going to speak just to mothers today, but of course it is it did end up being a topic that is mother-related. Um, and I did want to say that we have a little gift for all the moms or women that, that mother, your spiritual mothers, you nurture, um, your mentors, your teachers. So if you're a woman, um, please take this. They're out on the tables out there. So... And I am trusting that there's something in this uh, message for everybody. So I did feel like God gave me a topic finally uh, last month. Oh, by the way, Josh asked me a whole year ago on Mother's Day if I'd do this. I think he knew. <laughs> he knew that I would need a whole year to warm up to the idea of speaking in front of everybody, but I did. As I prayed and thought about it, I knew I would just be loved on, and I'm feeling loved, and I appreciate you uh, you listening with grace as I read a lot, but um, 
but share from my heart. So he gave me the, the, this, downloaded this topic to me, receiving his comfort. Uh, and worship team and Ellen, thank you for uh, sharing the message before I even got up here. <laughs> I think Holy Spirit did that. So um, comfort is needed. So this, is, this topic is very relevant. Everyone has experienced losses, pain, disappointment. There's widows and widowers among us. You've lost a very significant loved one. Others have lost parents, a child, or even a grandchild. Some have lost a job. There's been a divorce. Some have fought loneliness as you expected to be married and the right person just hasn't come along. Maybe you experienced violence or abuse. Maybe an accident happened or sickness, a disease, injustice, betrayal, trauma, misunderstanding. Um, I didn't do this last night, but I felt like I should take a little bit more time with that list and just, there's so many scenarios. I just appreciate you listening as I make a case that we all need to receive God's comfort. Next week is the Bless the Badge event coming up, as Bob announced again. Uh, Lisa Wilson, thank you for initiating this. Those in law enforcement, corrections, first responders, and military can see the most gruesome and debased things of humanity in this world. And all these need to receive God's comfort. And you do too. These, who is in a grind? You know, the, the daily grind. Adulting is actually, my, my parents, my mom, made, they made it look easy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, adulting is kind of hard sometimes. <laughs> um, all right. So work, family, ministry, all the twists and turns and surprises and uh, even trying to make ends meet. There's teens among us. Maybe you've failed an important test or lost a big game. Your parents separated. Best friends moved away. Your friends are making dangerous choices. Uh, you're hurt by gossip or a lie someone told about you. Those older among us, you've seen many loved ones pass on. You've experienced many losses. Your bodies are aging. You can't do what you used to. Maybe you're still waiting for your sons and daughters to turn back to Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the intercession that happened today and the hope. <laughs> Maybe you're a caregiver and it's hard. Maybe you're grieving your own choices. Uh, I can speak a little bit about receiving comfort. A quick summary, as some of you don't know our story that well, but Josh and I have uh, been married. Oops. <laughs> Thanks for the grace. I totally forgot about this. <laughs> um, quick summary. 20 years of marriage this coming week. Josh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was pretty fun. And then five months later, um, sudden death of my dad. Not being able to have kids when we hoped. Saying goodbye to foster kids which we would have loved to keep in our home. Each of us having cancer diagnoses and treatments, miscarriage, job losses, 
We have dealt with anxiety, we've dealt with fear, we've dealt with depression, but God is faithful. We have been comforted. We have. We aren't victims. We aren't defined by our challenges. We have received the comfort the Lord has provided and believed this and seen his amazing promise to work all things for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. In Genesis, my favorite, um, favorite character in the Bible is Joseph, who stayed faithful to God in his, read it, it's a sort of crazy life he experienced, and he endured many unfortunate events. He said, what the enemy meant for evil, God has used for good. So what does the Bible say about comfort, about receiving his comfort? Uh, First of all, I don't believe that the need for comfort actually entered the picture until after Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. The enemy successfully deceived them, and then death and all manner of evil and hardship entered the world. They were in pure fellowship with God before the fall, but the sin caused the separation from his comforting presence. God is the source for all that we need. Receiving his comfort is where healing happens, perspective, encouragement, strength, peace, and rest. It's um, just to define comfort officially, the verb form, to console, to alleviate a sense of grief or loss, to give relief, to encourage, to aid and help, to come alongside. So there are a few points I want to make. There is a comfort place, a place of shelter, relief, and serenity. So do you suppose that that would be found at only at a remote, like, retreat or a favorite vacation spot? That's nice, but no, that's not. That's temporary. And then you still have to GPS everything and, like, figure out where you're going to eat. And, like, there's all this adulting stuff, right? (sighs) No, we can have access to the true and lasting comfort place every minute of every day. When I heard this message title, I did have an image come. So this picture is a special one in our family. It is of my dad comforting my little sister, Emily, before my sister and brother-in-law's wedding ceremony. Mark and Aaron, they are up there. They celebrate 25 years on Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) So this happened. I think my little sister Emily, bless her heart, she had been through a lot. It was kind of busy and tiring and late nights and early mornings and get all dressed and don't make a mess and keep your dress clean, and she didn't want to smile one more time. (laughs) So there she was, finding comfort on my dad's, on her dad's, my dad's uh, chest. So, hey, mom. (laughs) That's my beautiful mom. She's so young and happy, and that's me on her 
chest. So I was co finding comfort sucking my thumb. I, I did that until I was way too, too old. I think uh, way too old. But one time she said, Becky, stop sucking your thumb. And I said, how did you know? She was to her back to me doing the dishes. And she's like, moms have eyes in the back of their heads. So I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, but isn't this how God wants it? Here's another one. Seems like in this picture, the father, mother, Jesus, father, God, is holding his or her child. The child is contented and finds peace and solace in that embrace. Psalm 91, 1 and 2, that's another comfort place. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him I will trust. So I love this picture for this too. In Christ, that's a comfort place. Loved, forgiven, accepted, redeemed. What an amazing place. Accepting all that in Christ means is life-changing. So the heart of sonship versus the heart of an orphan. I forgot my, um, my chart. I have it at home. I love this chart. It's from a guy who actually grew up in a very, under a father that was very authoritarian, and he was hard on this, his one son and, and like treasured and cherished his other son. And so he grew up being the untreasured child. And he ended up having an experience with, with God where for 45 minutes he just felt like he was on his lap um, God, on God's lap and feeling his love and comfort. And it changed his life. He was sobbing. He, he, he tells the story. This guy's name is Jack Frost. He actually has passed on and is um, enjoying glory with Jesus right now. But he says that the heart of an orphan their source of comfort, they seek comfort in counterfeit affections, addictions, compulsions, escapism, busyness, hyper-religious activity. Whereas somebody who actually embraces their sonship and daughtership of, of, from the Lord seeks times of quietness and solitude to rest in the Father's presence and love. Amen. Yes, so thank you. And also in his sheepfold, right? So Psalm 23, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The presence of the shepherd nearby with the tools he uses to protect and guide me, that comforts me. He keeps me from going astray into harm, right? Comfort place. There is comfort food and drink, too. A satisfying and fulfilling of your spirit, right? So I have a couple funny pictures here. That's David. He, was, he had unsweetened applesauce and was sure he needed to add some, 
some sprinkles, some sugar, and some color to that. So that's in typical David fashion. And then, uh, oh, Dan was looking forward to that meal. <laughs> Surf and turf of some kind, and he, he really was excited to eat that meal. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about that a little bit. Of a, um, how many of us reach for food or drink when we want comfort? I often do. I, I said last night, I don't know how many times prepping for this message, I went out to the refrigerator and I'm just like, ah, help me. <laughs> I need you. Uh, so my sister Janelle, I love how she said, God didn't have to make food taste good. He, but he did. And it's for our pleasure. Um, but it can't be a distraction and a temporary fix for true comfort, right? So, Matthew 4, as Jesus was fasting in the wilderness, he got tempted by the devil. The devil said, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. And he was so hungry. But Jesus replied, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. If you find yourself constantly hungry for something that satisfies, try reaching for God's words in the Bible and in quiet listening to him, believing that God's truths and promises matter so much to your life. This was neat, if you can follow me. Um, Jesus himself was called the Word. He was the Word become flesh. In John 1 1. And then later in the gospel, we see the word compared to bread. Rather than more food, we truly need more Jesus. We can find comfort in the one who truly is the bread of life, John 6 35. So aside from fasting for a time, it's necessary to eat and drink, but how often is it that we live to eat rather than eat to live? That's a, that's a Josh quote. <laughs> he eats to live. I, chill, I struggle with living to eat. We really can get a sense of satisfaction, comfort, and relief in our physical bodies. But God's words, off, words offer all that for our spirit man. And Job, who was a man that needed a whole lot of comfort, he said, I have treasured God's word more than my necessary food. That is a quote from Job. Yes. And then drink. Uh, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. These are Jesus' words to the woman at the well. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Jesus offers living water and everlasting life. And boy, that has been a comfort to me. I've even struggled with like my kids growing up or going and doing things. And I'm like, they're all his. He's got this, like, help me have this eternal perspective. I can trust you. There is heaven to look forward to, and I am, all, I, me and everything I love are in your hands, Lord. I can trust you. 
So it's perspective giving makes all of our tough circumstances come into perspective. Our struggles dim in comparison to what we endured and what he endured on the cross and leading up to it and pain and humiliation. All out of love to pay for eternal salvation. It's more satisfying than a cold glass of water on a hot summer day. It's forever. It's comfort and assurance that outlasts any unknown ahead of us. Can I have an amen? Another one. Amen. So there is a comfort person. When we need comfort, do we go to our phones? I've been guilty. <laughs> no condemnation. I'm not, I'm not uh, trying to point, any, point on anyone's, um, anyone's shortfalls. But do we want to just call or text a friend? Social media can be a big way people reach for comfort. It's a dysfunctional way to use social media. They, they just want likes and agreements and consol consolation in their perspective or thoughts or opinions. Another trap is comparison with other people. We, hear me, we are made uniquely. Our stories are as unique as our fingerprints. No one on earth knows exactly what we deal with or how we feel or what we need except him. God knows. The Holy Spirit is sent to us to be our helper and our comforter. And we just talked about that a couple nights ago at a life group meeting about how Jesus said, I have to go away. I, I'm in the flesh right now and I have to go away. But you can look forward to me sending the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit, why is why is he an advantage over Jesus being with them? He's with us all the time. He's invisible to the eye. He lives inside us. He's powerful to help, counsel, lead, comfort, and enable us. Yes. So there is a comfort rest. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30. Uh, Josh and Dad, bless you for always putting up scripture up top there. <laughs> I was focusing on just getting this information together and didn't so it's a blessing to have the scripture up up there. So I just wanted to thank you for taking the time to always do that. This is good though, or this, whatever. They still work, right? Receiving his comfort is part of this rest. It doesn't mean we get a pass from all the hard stuff. As uh, Katie led the song, um, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. We've heard the message recently. It's been taught to us, and it's powerful. There's comfort right there. He's, the enemy is all around, but we can sup with the Lord and receive his, all that he has for us, his rest, his peace, his comfort, the kingdom of God, righteousness, peace, and joy. So it doesn't mean we get a pass. Um, 
Jesus said, we're going to have tribulation, but I have overcome the world. Amen. Ah, when I look up, I lose my place. Sorry, guys. Oh, hallelujah. We, he has comfort and solace for us. The Apostle Paul was not likely comfortable, right, in all those prison cells that he got thrown into. But he writes in 2 Corinthians 1 about the God of all comfort. These are Paul's words. The God of all comfort who has comforted me. God is a true source of true comfort. So I'm just, bear with me, I'm going to read another little section. A lady um, named Micah Maddox said it too well for me to try to reword. So, the instruction from Jesus is simple. Come and receive rest. Walk with me. Learn from me and find rest. The rest we find here is not a long nap or a good night's sleep, although those could be beneficial. The rest we see in these verses is rest for the soul. If you want it, you simply have to follow Jesus' instruction to come and receive. This will bring great comfort for the weary, working, or worn-out soul. She continues, If you have been seeking comfort and hoping one day you'll finally get that dream vacation or that long weekend with no plans, look no further. There is a greater comfort and satisfaction waiting for you when you uncover the secret to comfort found in Jesus. God isn't keeping comfort from you. He has reserved it for you. Amen. In both Old and New Testaments, God is identified as the author of comfort. I am he who comforts you. Yeah. To receive his comfort, you have to be humble. We have to be soft and vulnerable. We have to go let, let go of pride, independence, and control. We have to let God come alongside us, right? Pride and shame, they have us standing with our back to him and our arms folded. And even hiding pain or acting like nothing's wrong. I loved Dad's clam illustration he gave a few weeks ago. He said, if, if you... He, you know, cupped his hands together tight. If you, if your heart is like this and you're not going to let him in, you're going to end up not being comforted. You have to open up and be vulnerable. And he's trustworthy. He's trustworthy. So signs that we haven't been comforted. This is just a little extra and I'm almost finished. Signs that we haven't been comforted. Constant negative thoughts. We get offended. We have big reactions. When we don't have a lot of compassion for others, when we don't comfort others well, when it's difficult to forgive, consider these signs if they happen or arise. Then seek and receive his comfort. When we receive... We can give, and you can't give what you haven't received. This concept is clear in 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 5. Blessed 
be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort that we ourselves have received from God. For just as the sufferings of Christ overflow to us, so also through Christ our comfort overflows. Amen. This is a picture of mom and dad Gemitter at the recent conference that we attended just after a worship time, I think. And they're just blessing each other. So isn't that a beautiful picture of how, how we can just share comfort for each other? I believe receiving God's comfort can be a constant need in our everyday lives. If we experience pain, loss, or disappointment of any kind, can you imagine how our reactions would change if we took a pause and asked for his comfort? We might be healthier because of not <clears throat> emotional eating. We might avoid hurting someone else with our angry words. We might avoid gossip because we're not all amped up about what they did or said. We might av avoid an addiction. Receiving God's comfort enables us to have his perspective and love others unhindered. We are to overflow with comfort and share that with others. Amen. Dawn, you do this. <laughs> you have been comforted. <laughs> All your problems aren't, you deal with a lot of things and challenges, but you smile and you comfort others. You're constantly reaching for others. I can say that about many here. <laughs> so... Yes. <laughs> Something I, I think I will still share it. So we have to overflow with comfort. So sometimes I don't feel like comfort has come natural to me. Like I have ended up being, so my kids come crying, right, to me when they're sad. Something went wrong. They're hurt. And my first thing is not, oh, honey. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, how did this happen? What in the world? I can't, uh, I, and I want to help them figure out how that could have been avoided, right? So stop, Becky. Be like Jesus. <laughs> Comfort first and correct later, right? Yeah, amen. <laughs> uh, this is the, the last slide. There is a spiritual battle going on. The enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy all who are loving God. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, God raises up a standard against him. This verse, I, I loved it. I don't, I'm just going to read it. 2 Thessalonians 2, 16 through 17. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and Father, who has loved us and given us everlasting consolation and good hope by grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. As David said, this is the scripture that's highlighted on this. 
Psalm 11976, may your unfailing love be my comfort according to your promise to your servant. So in summary, it's not the goal to live comfortably, but rather to live comforted and share the comfort you have received. Romans 8:28, it's it's probably my favorite verse. He works all things for good. In the big things and in the small things, he works all things for good. Comfort is in his faithfulness. I have learned that I can trust him. I pray that you will take... Sorry, one of my pages got out of order. Hallelujah. Take these scriptures shared and these truths shared and that you would trust him as a child does to, do, to be the best, safest place you can ever go when you need comfort. Just ask. Humble yourself and position yourself to receive it. Thank you. Hallelujah. Oops. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Hallelujah. Yes. I'm glad you're standing because we'll pray together now. I'm glad you're standing. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Oh.